Coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto from Club 605. I'm your podcaster, John, and we're live at 605. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another brand new episode of Live at 605. I am your host, John, like I said earlier, and this week we have a very, very special edition of Live at 605. And no, it's not the after-school special edition where I teach you about saying no to drugs and telling the truth or anything like that. This week I am all by my lonesome. Yes, I am doing this solo dolo. Uh, you guys really liked the episodes with Val, and I don't see why you couldn't because we're awesome and our stories are fantastic. But I figure I would do probably my most personal episode. And now I know you're saying, John, how can this be your most personal episode? You just did three podcasts about how you and Val got together and basically you told all the crazy stories about you and Moo Moo Chicks and Old Chicks and how we got together and how you asked Val out and how she said no and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you how this is going to be a personal one. This week's episode is all about my top 25. And what top 25 am I talking about? Well, I'm actually talking about my top 25 most listened to songs on iTunes. Music is huge, and people will judge you over what you listen to. I mean, I feel like nowadays it's kind of easier to be all over the board with music. Like, back when I was 15, if I said I listened to NSYNC, I would get called a wussy pussy whatever for listening to some boy band. But now everyone, including... The cool kids are excited for the new Justin Timberlake album to come out because that's just kind of how music is these days. Like, I'm not ashamed to say that I actually like One Direction. I think they make really catchy pop music, and hey, that's what pop pop music's all about is catchiness. So I'm going to throw myself out there and go one by one my top 25 playlist and tell you a little bit about why it's on there, how I got the music, or whatever the story behind the music is, and you'll get a kind of a glimpse into my musical soul as it is. But before we get into all that, I just want to say once again thank you for everyone who's been listening, subscribing, playing, telling their friends or family about the podcast. Uh, I started this just thinking like, hey, this might just be for my own personal you know, enjoyment, killing time when I try to go to sleep or when I'm taking the subway into work in the morning. But so far I've had such a positive response from everybody people i know people i don't know you've all been tweeting and emailing me so i just want to say thank you very much uh it's been really overwhelming just the response i got so i'm going to try and keep the motivation up and just do as many of these as i can i hope you guys support and love what i do and if you guys can just all i ask for you is just tell a friend tell them about the podcast ask them to subscribe listen to it give me some feedback it's all i want and i'm going to giving you the stories of my life and hopefully you enjoy them so let me just give out where you can get in contact with me please follow me on twitter so that's twitter.com slash malencamp and i've already spelt malencamp for the last three podcasts so you guys should know how to search me but if you don't it's m-a-l-l-o-n-c-a-m-p you can also email me your comments at live at 605 at gmail.com I uh, check out my blog website, which is live at 605.wordpress.com. And I just started a Facebook page, so I guess you guys should like me. I guess that's what you say about Facebook pages. Don't follow me on Facebook, but like my page. And you can get to that by either searching live at 605 or by typing in facebook.com slash live at 605. 
especially can get in contact if you want to ask me questions or you want to, you know, we play the games during the week. So tweet me or Facebook me or email me your responses to those games and I'll read them each week as I do. I actually got a couple emails this week. Well, I got one email this week and one tweet. So let me get to those before we get into the sponsor and ultimately into the overall episode, which is all about my top 25 iTunes plays. And my email I get this week comes from Rick, and he's in Perry Sound, Ontario. Good luck with that, buddy. I just <laughs> My friend Sean was just saying he was out there doing a film shoot, and I think he liked it, but I think, you know, Perry Sound is good for a couple of days and then get the hell out of there. But anyways, he says, hey, John, love the podcast. I really enjoy the episodes with Fal. I thought you were brave to tell the Moo Moo Chick story, especially after I checked out the picture on your WordPress. LOL. Keep it up. Thanks, Rick. I really appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Um, but I'm wondering if you actually LOL'd when you saw the picture. Because I never know. I feel like LOL is just thrown around too much these days. Like People are just doing it just because that's the trend to do. Um and yeah, I, I guess it was brave of me to tell the Moo Moo Chick story, but is it almost braver on Val's part for her to tell the story too? <laughs> because that is just like, she's the one that's dating me, and I hooked up with a Moo Moo Chick, and hey, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Everybody needs love once in a while, you know. Maybe I gave her some kind of confidence, and now she could be, I don't know, married to a rich, handsome swimsuit model. Or I could have just destroyed all her values, and now she is killing bugs with a magnifying glass out on sunny days. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, thank you, Rick. Uh, Tell a friend, and thank you for listening. Next up, I got a tweet, and this tweet comes from Donna Hitton, and she says, It is at Malenkamp. So great that I, at StealthMove67, was told about your system. I've already banged seven girls in 13 days. Uh, I don't know what system you're talking about, Donna, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the tweet, and you know what I say, every sex bot counts because I could always use the followers, so I'm not going to discriminate just because you're some trolling sex bot who probably wants me to buy penis enlargement pills or something like that, but hey, thanks for tweeting me. You probably don't have a soul, so I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but anyways, you tweeted me, my numbers go up, that's all I care about. Alright guys, so like I said, before we get into this week's episode, I gotta get the sponsorship out of the way. And this is amazing. All the support I get, I constantly get new sponsorship of people who want to sponsor the episodes and the podcast. And it's just like, I can't believe all the love I'm seeing. So this week's episode is brought to you by bands whose names you cannot pronounce. And I'm talking about you, Toro E. Moy, or Sufjin Stevens, Bonnie Vare. Leaf, who spells his name L-E, number one F. The X uh, ASAP Rocky Currency, with your cool dollar signs in your names. You all make fantastic hipster music, but damned if I don't know what the fuck your names are. Thank you guys for sponsoring me. Uh, tweet me with the breakdown of how to actually pronounce your names. I love your music, but I can never tell my friends because I don't know how to say Sufjin Safjins. Ah, let's fuck it. Let's just say Sufjan Stevens. He makes awesome music. Go check out his song, Chicago. You've probably seen it in a bunch of movie trailers and commercials. It's fantastic. Okay, guys. So let's get right into this week's episode. And 
Yeah, out of the first few podcasts I've done, I've had I've told a lot of personal stories, and I still think that music is as personal as it gets. Sometimes it's like a window into the soul of of a person. Uh, so I just went to my iTunes today to check out my top 25 played songs. And some of them, I was like, okay, yeah, obviously those are there. But there was a few songs that I had in there that I'm like, really? This is one of my most listened to songs ever? If you check my iTunes, I have over 18,000 songs. So it's kind of crazy to think that some of these songs I've listened to over and over and over again because I've, there's one song on here I don't even, I don't even ever remember listening to it. I was listening to it earlier today. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard this song. It's just I have so much music that I just don't have time to listen to it all sometimes. I'll download a new episode that I'm excited about, and then I just don't listen to it because I'm too busy listening to, I don't know, Old Aerosmith or One Direction or whatever the fuck it is. Let's get right into it. The very first song, number 25, my top 25 songs played on iTunes is, drumroll please, Simon and Garfunkel's only living boy in New York. Uh, this one comes from the Garden State soundtrack, and it comes in at number 25 with 47 plays. Ooh, so first before I tell you about the songs, I think for a song to count as an actual play, you have to listen to it from start to finish, and this is whether it's on the iTunes or play through my, my iPod. If you were a young 20-something growing up in the mid-2000s, or I guess early 2000s, you clearly loved... Garden State, and as a result, you love the soundtrack. Uh, and obviously, this is a classic song. Uh, I like Gar- or Simon and Garfunkel. I don't have too many of their songs, but just this way, the way this one sounds and its song and the guitars in it, I don't know. I just kind of, I guess, got to me at the time. And it's one of those songs where it's in my like top rated, so I listen to it a lot, and I never skip it just because I think it brings me back to like the Garden State movie where. Everyone who watches that movie automatically thinks that the movie is about them and their life. And that's how I used to think until I realized that my mom was never paralyzed and didn't die. And I didn't go into a quarry at the bottom and find a boat. So as much as I love the movie, it's clearly not based on anything that I've done in my life. Although I do love Zach Braff and Scrubs is fucking fantastic. One of my all-time favorite shows. Loses points for going nine seasons because once you go that far, it just kind of gets all... There's only so much you can do. But yeah, so that's number 25. And I'm going to play you guys just a quick preview of each song. Because maybe you haven't heard these songs. And maybe you'll like them. And maybe they'll become part of your top 25 eventually. So let's give a listen to Simon and Garfunkel's Only Living Boy in New York. Okay, next up, number 24, comes from a band that I used to love a lot, and now I think they're okay. They used to be one of the biggest bands in the world, and I'm talking about Linkin Park, and the song is Lies, Greeds, Misery, and it's from their Living Things album. And this one is tied with Simon and Garfunkel with 47 plays. 
Now, this is my what the fuck is this song doing on my playlist song, because this is the song I was talking about earlier, where I've never heard this song. I don't know what it's doing here. I don't know how I've listened to it 47 times. I actually listened to it before I started this podcast just to see what it sounded like. And to be honest with you, I don't even like the song. So I don't know if I've had someone coming into my house and listening to the song while I'm sleeping or away or whatever, but there's not much I'm going to say about this song other than the fact that I don't like it, but it made it onto my top 25 and number 24. So let's give it a listen, and maybe you guys can tweet me and let me know if you like this song or if you come over to my house and listen to it while I wasn't here. So here it is, Lincoln Parks. Lies, greed, misery. Let me show you exactly how the breaking point sounds. I want to see you choke in the lies. Swallow up your dreams. Suffer all alone in the misery. Choke in the lies. Swallow up your dreams. Suffer all alone in the misery. I want to see you choke in the lies. Swallow up your dreams. Suffer all alone in the misery. Choke in the lies. Swallow up your dreams. Suffer all alone in the misery. Okay, so I must have a thing for Linkin Park because at number 23 is another Linkin Park song. It's called Burn It Down, and it's also from the Living Things album. This song I have heard, and this song I actually do like, but out of all the Linkin Park songs I like, I'm really surprised that this song is in my top 25 because it's one of those songs where I'll listen to the first minute and a half just to get through the chorus because I really like the chorus, and then I would just skip it. So the fact that I've listened to it 47 times from start to finish, actually kind of amazes me. And Linkin Park is one of those bands where, I guess they got really big in the late 90s when there's like part of that rap, rock, metal type of thing. I remember like they were pretty old because when I first listened to them, I was young enough to still like be playing with fake guns, thinking that I was some superhero. And I remember listening to their song Papercut, whatever the first album was called, I think Hybrid Theory. And I just remember listening to that song on repeat Loving it, but I guess that was before the years of iTunes, so clearly it didn't make it into my top 25. But let's give it a listen. This is Burn It Down by Linkin Park, and let me know what you guys think of it. back now and this is number 22 on my list of top 25 songs in my iTunes playlist and this one is by The Black Seeds songs called One by One and it's from their album Into the Dojo this one comes in with 48 plays and chances are you've never heard of this band but you've most likely heard their song if you're a big fan of Breaking Bad that's how I discovered the band was they were actually Breaking Bad played one of their songs, this song actually, on an episode of Breaking Bad. I believe it was in one of their montage sequences, and Breaking Bad is my all-time favorite show. You can't deny Heisenberg. He is awesome. His freakouts, walking around in his tidy whities grabbing his crotch, throwing pizzas on the roof, killing people, going crazy, making meth, still a teacher. Oh, my God. I'm going to do a whole episode, I think on Breaking Bad. But this song by the Black Seeds 
it's pretty cool because the lead singer of this song is from the Flight of the Concords. You all know him. You love him, Brett. And when I first heard the song on Breaking Bad, I'm like, this is so catchy. It's kind of got like a dance hall, Jamaican, uh, Rastafari vibe, as I sound like the whitest man in the world. Uh, it's really catchy, really cool. And I think, I don't remember what episode of Breaking Bad it was in. I think it was in season two when Walt and Jesse are still in the big camper and they drive out to the desert and they're cooking meth, obviously, that's what they do. But I think it's the episode where they Jesse leaves the keys in the ignition and the car doesn't start up, and Walt freaks out, and he like passes out, and he almost dies. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to give out the whole episode. But it's such a cool connection that I'm like, when I looked up the Black Seeds, I'm like, I know his voice sounds familiar. And it ended up being Brett from Flight of the Concords, which is one of my favorite comedy shows, and I love all their music. I could do a whole podcast about Flight of the Concords songs. But give it a listen. Let me know what you guys think of this song. It's One by One by the Black Seeds, and it's possibly... One of the catchiest songs on my playlist so far. Actually, out of all the songs, so give it a listen Come and enjoy. On, take me on. Come on, take me on. Cause when the war is over, the fight is done. Well, I'll be lying in the sun. And when the war is over, the fight is done. Well, I'll be lying in the sun. up we have one of the older bands on my playlist uh but again one of the biggest bands still going and that's u2 with their song magnificent from no lines on the horizon this one comes in at number 21 with 49 plays i would call myself a casual u2 fan like i'm not one of the hardcore diehards that has every one of their albums that loves all their seaside tracks or whatever I like all their big songs. I like a couple other songs that aren't so big. This was one of their comeback albums. I guess any album they've done probably after like 1999 is considered a comeback album for them. Not much to say about the song. I love it. It's really catchy. It's probably my second favorite U2 song next to The Sweetest Thing. Listen to it. Enjoy. And we'll come back with number 20. So, number 20 on the playlist, it has a connection to the three previous podcasts. Uh, it's by Raphael Sadiq, and the song's called Never Give You Up, featuring Stevie Wonder. And it's from his The Way I See It album. This one again, uh, number 20, comes in with 49 plays. That's what I don't understand. This song had 49 plays. The U2 song had 49 plays. So, I don't know why they made this one number 20 and U2 number 21, but... I'm not mad. I like this song better than the U2 song, so I guess it works out somehow. I don't know. Maybe iTunes is reading my brain or something like that. But Raphael Sadiq came at a time in my life when Val and I first started dating. And I don't quite remember how I found out about this song or 
even Raphael Sadiq. Like, I think I knew the name. I knew he was an R&B singer. I just, I guess he had a new album came out. Maybe I read a review somewhere. Or I heard a song on iTunes or a commercial. But this album, the his the way I see it, kind of defined probably the first six months of when Val and I started dating. Because she would come over and we made a playlist on my iTunes called the Val and John playlist. It was basically just a bunch of our favorite songs that we would listen to whenever we would like eat dinner or we would talk about the day or just hang out on the couch. And I told I told Val, I'm like, you gotta listen to this Raphael Sadiq album. It's so good. It's just R&B and it's smooth and cool and hip and and all these fantastic words that I can't think of because my vocabulary is feeling really slow today. <laughs> and it's just so amazing. Like you could just lie down close your eyes on a Sunday afternoon and just get lost in this whole album. Uh, so this isn't the first Raphael Sadiq or the only Raphael Sadiq on the playlist. There'll be another one coming up, and I'll tell you a little bit more about why I love him. But give the song a listen. It's called Never Give You Up, featuring Stevie Wonder, and I hope you guys like it. Okay, so number 19. See, this is one of those bands or artists. I don't know if they're a band or an artist. I have nothing, I know nothing about them. I don't know what they look like. I know what they sound like. But I guess this is like in the age of the internet where there's a lot of bands on my iTunes where I couldn't tell you what a single member looks like. But I could tell you other albums, I guess. So this is by Bick Runga. Bick Runga. I should have put them in my sponsorship of the week because I don't even know how to pronounce her name. And it's with the song Sway from the American Pie soundtrack. And again, this one is also comes in at 49 plays. Uh, this one was on the Val and John playlist, which I was just telling you guys about a couple minutes ago. And you've all heard this song because everyone who's listened to this has seen American Pie. I think it plays at the end of Stifler's party when everyone's like hooking up and it's like who's getting it on and who's not and blah, blah, blah. It's a fantastic song. It's one of those slower acoustic-y songs, and the girl who sings it just has a fantastic voice. And now that I'm talking about it, I remember I'm pretty sure it's just a girl, not a band, because I have three of her albums on my iTunes. Listen to the song Sway. You've already probably heard it, but if you really like it, go to the go to iTunes and search Big Runga and look at her most downloaded songs and listen to them because it's really catchy. So let's give Sway a listen. Finally, number 18 on the list is with one of my favorite bands. I would put them in my top five for sure, possibly top three favorite bands of all times. Actually, let me write this down. Uh, that's an episode, episode of the podcast I will have to do is top five bands, and I will get a friend or someone to come in, and we'll debate our top five list, and we will see what they are. So I'm not going to give away my top five list of favorite bands ever, but I will tell you right now, Number 18, The Beach Boys, 
top five that are alive, and they come in with the song Darlin. And this one was from my Sounds of Summer album that they did. This is just one of their many greatest hits album, and I'm sure this song has been on a bunch of the greatest hits, and I think it's from their Smiley Smile album. I can't quite remember, but anything Beach Boys do is just fantastic. Like, Beach Boys and Beatles are the two biggest influence to music today, you know. I don't mind the Beatles, but for me, it's always been the Beach Boys. I'm a little surprised that Darlin' is on my top 25. It's the only Beach Boys song in my top 25 list because this isn't even my favorite Beach Boys song. My favorite Beach Boys song is When I Grow Up To Be A Man because I feel like it's got the right mix of amazing harmonies mixed in with just ridiculous lyrics. Like, I love the part when they go 15, 16, and they just basically talk about growing up, and there's different parts where they just say how old they are and stuff. But Darlin' is such a fantastic song. It's just any Beach Boy song is catchy. I mean, it's redundant for me to say that this is a catchy Beach Boy song because all their songs are, but it probably has one of my favorite lyrics, and it's not serious, it's not euphoric or anything it just makes me laugh whenever i listen to the song and the lyric that i'm talking about is you know so i try singing this i probably shouldn't because i have an awful singing voice but it goes i'm gonna love you every single night yes i will because i think you're too doggone out of sight now i really hope i didn't have a bunch of people turning off the uh the podcast and unsubscribing to it i sorry i won't sing again but I just think you don't hear that expression anymore. Doggone out of sight. Like I guess that was huge in the 60s. Because <laughs> you just don't hear it anymore unless you're watching some like PBS cartoon show or something like that. Doggone out of sight. I'm going to start saying that more often. Let me leave it to the professionals. And here's the Beach Boys with Darling. Okay, so number 17 is going to be another one of those artists where you probably don't know her name, but there's a really good chance that you've actually heard this song before. So number 17 on my list of top 25 songs on my iTunes is Alice Smith with the song Dreams, and it's from her album For Lovers, Dreamers, and Me. Now you're saying, John, who is Alice Smith? I've never heard of her. Why are you saying that I know this song? Well listener who is yelling at me the reason why you would know this song is if you've watched the show entourage which i'm assuming most of you had because it's so popular and so awesome well at least the first four or five seasons are this song is from one of my favorite episodes ever of entourage this episode uh with the song dreams by al smith is the one i think it's called day fuckers and it's the one where uh, Vince and Johnny Drama place a bet to see who can get laid first between Turtle and e, and e. Drama and Turtle go on to Craigslist and they find a girl who ends up being a Fluffy. Is it Fluffy or is it Fluffer? It's a Fluffy, which basically means she wants to have sex dressed up as a stuffed animal. And this song comes on at the very end of the episode when Turtle's just like, I can't do it, Drama. I can't put on the bunny head. I can't do it. And Drama's like, well, if I'm going to lose the bet, I'm at least going to get laid for it. And it's when he goes and runs to her house and takes the bullet for it. So 
this is the song that plays. It's a really cool kind of in the tone of like Adele-esque, I guess, kind of, you know, uh, soulful and funky and really cool. And well, you guys just listen to it and let me know what you think. I think you'll like it a lot and you'll probably remember the episode of Entourage when you hear the song. So here we go. Alice Smith, Dreams. Give it a listen. Okay, so we have our very first rap, hip-hop entry of the playlist podcast episode. And no, Linkin Park does not count, even though Mike Shinona, whatever his name is, raps in Linkin Park songs. This is the first real rap song, and I feel like I'm being kind of biased because this is also the uh, shortest song on the playlist. I think the song's only a minute 30 long, if that, and it's by the game, and the song's called the show is over. This song has 50 plays, and it's really weird. Like, I like the game. I wouldn't say that I love him, but I, I like his first album, the documentary. This song isn't even from an album. It's just some random song that I heard on the internet that I'm just like, oh, this is actually the best song he's ever done, and it's so short. And I like it because it's got, like, the quintessential 1992 Dr. Dre West Coast produced vibe to it with that whole do 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 okay i really gotta start trying to like sing a rap or hum beats because that was awful but you know what i'm talking about when i'm talking about like early 90s hip-hop west coast music just that whole synth kind of heavy low rider bouncing i just sound like the whitest man in the world again but every time i hear this song it always makes me want to like drink a 40 and scream thug life from my balcony, which I don't do, but one of these days maybe I'll get the courage and do it and I'll wear a white bandana around my head like Tupac, but give it a listen. The game show's over and get your West Coast on. What's up? Number 15, I am very, very excited for this song. Without further ado, number 15 on my list of top 25 plays on iTunes is The Darkness with Hazel Eyes, and it's from their One Way Ticket to Hell album. Oh my god, I can't tell you guys how much I love The Darkness. Again, they are in my top five favorite bands ever. I will not say which number they are, because that's going to be for a whole other podcast, but this album song and this album in particular i remember i loved the first album permission to land so much it was like it may have been my favorite album of the year when i bought it and i was just so excited for when one way ticket to hell came out and i remember buying the album because i loved the first song from it which was one way ticket that song was so awesome and so quintessential darkness with like his high falsetto and crazy guitar solos and just like epicness to the most epic level of rock music and then when I listened to the rest of the album, One Way Ticket to Hell, I just hated it. I thought it was garbage. I thought it was stupid and dumb. And I just kind of, I still love the band, but I'm like, oh, this is just 
awful. Well, I mean, there was a few songs I liked on that album, uh, like Knockers and Is It Just Me? But overall, I just thought it was like a big disappointment because every song on the first album, I loved it to death. Fast forward to about a year and a half ago when I am a humongoid Darkness fan, but I'm in Sonic Boom and I find the Darkness One Way Ticket to Hell on vinyl. Being the big Darkness fan that I am, I buy it and I listen to it when I get home. And I don't know what it, what it was, but I just instantly something clicked in me where I'm like, holy shit, this album is amazing. And I almost think it's superior to their first album. And the one song in particular that really stuck out was Hazel Eyes. And I remember hating the song the first time I heard it because it just was a ridiculous song with like drum the drum beat to it and his lyrics and his voice. But then I listened to it, I'm like, this is just a fantastic song, like, this is just a hard song to sing and play, and and I just, I really appreciated the musicianship to it, and I thought it was a really catchy song, and now it is probably my second favorite Darkness song of all time, and the way I'm describing it, I'm not even giving it justice, so let's listen to it, this is Hazel Eyes by The Darkness, I plead with you, if they're ever in your town, you have to go see them live. I've seen them three times now, and it's probably one of my one of the best performances you'll ever see next to like Wyclef Jean. And if you think Wyclef is a weird person to love to see live, then you haven't seen Wyclef live. But without further ado, this is The Darkness with Hazel Eyes. on the list and this is the song that will change your life according to Natalie Portman is The Shins with New Slang and this is from O Inverted World or it could be from Garden State but this one comes in with 51 plays and again going back to the Garden State playlist uh, yeah I love Zach Braff so I wanted to check out the movie and as good as the movie was people were talking about the playlist more it was kind of in a time when soundtracks were dead, like people stopped caring about soundtracks because iTunes was big and people were just about the singles, but this soundtrack kind of like rejuvenated that genre of music. And this was the lead song that everyone was just like, the Shins, like who are the Shins? And this song is fantastic. And they also have a song, Karen is Creepy, which is really good. And it was like Zach Braff making indie music popular. Uh, it actually kind of made me fall in love with indie music again. Like at the time, I was in college when this uh, movie and album came out, and I think I was in first year college. And it's still when I was trying to find like my musical identity, I guess, because I was listening to probably a lot of rap music and a lot of just classic rock. I, don't know, I was just probably listening to top 40 music. And then this song came out, and the soundtrack was with all these bands who I'd never heard of, who I then ended up checking out their albums. And it just kind of gave me a whole new level of appreciation for music that I just, like, never heard of or listened to or would even think about finding. And from then on, I've just kind of put indie music as one of my favorite genres of music because I love, as I'm sure you do, 
love discovering music and introducing people to that music. I don't know what it is where there's like a sense of pride about being the first to hear a song, getting your friends or whoever to listen to it and like it. It's almost like you actually recorded the song yourself, which is ridiculous because you haven't. If you did, you would probably be rich and famous and performing on Jimmy Fallon or something. But chances are you've all heard this song. You all love the song, so why am I talking? Let's play it. This is new slang by the Shins. Let's give it a whirl. Number 13 on the list is by the Fratellis and their song, Whistle for the Choir, and it's from their album, Costello Music. And this one comes in with 52 plays. So chances are this is one of those bands where you might not know their name, but you've definitely heard their song. And I'm not talking about this song. I'm talking about their song, fuck, I don't even know what the song's called, but it's the one song where I think like two years ago when the Chicago Blackhawks were in the playoffs, every time they scored a goal, they played this song. And, okay, I'm going to try and sing the song again. I'll do it really quickly, and I'll try not to make your ears bleed, but you'll probably get the idea what song it is. It's one that goes... That was awful. I'll I'll post the song on, on the, the WordPress, or I'll tweet it or something. But this song, Whistle for the Choir, is unbelievably catchy and this is a song that Val introduced me to which I think she got introduced to it by our friend Alistair Uh, if that's true you guys can tweet me or let me know who actually introduced who to the song and I was like oh this is amazing and I got the album and the whole album is just fantastic I think you guys are really gonna like this song Uh, chances are you probably haven't heard it so maybe I'm now myself introducing you to this new song so give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so at number 12, we have an interesting pairing. It is Feist with Ben Gibbard, and they're singing Train Song, and it's from the Dark Woods the Night album. So everyone knows Feist, Leslie Feist, from one, two, three, four, and and you all know Ben Gibbard. He's the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie. So Dark Woods the Night was one of these compilation albums with like a bunch of indie artists. Uh, I can't remember if it was all covers or not, I know this one is a cover song, and there was a period, where the, still going on now, where I just love uh, guy-girl groups, you know, where it's just like the duo of like a guy and girl singer. Like, I love this song. I love She and Him. Uh, there's this band called Cult, which is a guy and a girl. I just like the contrast of a guy singing next to a girl and just like the different octanes and levels and blah, 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 whatever they do. Uh, and Train Song 
This was also in the John and Val playlist that we listened to a lot. It's basically, it's just like a simple guitar, very minimal instruments, and just it's more about the voices and just how Ben and Feist sing together. I actually really want to learn this song. I can't play much instruments. I can play, I can't play much instruments when I say bad grammar. I can't play many instruments. I can play a little bit of piano. I can kind of dabble in drums a bit. I can almost keep a beat. And every once in a while, I can play two chords on a guitar. So one of these days, I really want to maybe record this song with Val because I think she's an awesome musician and she could probably make me sound good just because of how good she is. The quality of the song would be better just because of her. So listen to this and try not to like fall asleep and daydream to the song because we got... The top 11 so after this. So many miles and so long since I met you. Don't even know what I'll say when I get to you. But suddenly now I know where I belong. It's many hundred miles and it won't be long. So for those of you who made it to the end of episode two of Live at 605, you found out about my man of the week, which was Chester French. So coming in at number 11 is Chester French with their song, Not Over You, from their album, Love the Future. This one comes in with 54 plays, and I wouldn't say this is my favorite Chester French song, but I would definitely see myself... I, I know why I've listened to it all the way through 54 times uh, straight. Well, I guess not straight, but just 54 plays. It's such a cool... Um, I just love the lead singer's voice. His name's D.A. He's got one of those almost like Adam Levine voices where his voice sounds like it could be just another instrument over his vocals. And just, I like the kind of the arrangements of the beats and the instruments. And it does a cool thing where the last 45 seconds, the song completely changes into almost just from a song, from like a rock song to a like rap beat, which plays out and it's really catchy and bouncy and yeah it's just one of those fun songs that like i always try to introduce people to chester french and this would be one of the songs that i would play them so let me play it for you because you're all my friends and i want you to enjoy everything so after this uh we're into my top 10 and y'all i am not joking around with my top 10 Before I get into the top 10, let's take a break. Let me build up the suspense a bit, and let me get into the game of the week, or the trend of the week. You all really liked my Twitter trend of the week, or TWAT, even though Val and I realized that that is not the actual (laughs) acronym. TWAT is nowhere near what Twitter trend of the week (laughs) would stand for. And Val was like, I don't know how I came up with that. I think I was just really tired that night, but I still think the TWAT of the week sounds good, so... Let me get into this. This is the Twitter trend of the week. Twitter trend of the week. So this week's uh, trend that kind of I thought was funny, which I actually saw this morning, was Wigan. Yes, you heard me right. Wigan. And now there's 
many ways that Wigan could be used in a tweet. Um, if you're not familiar with what Twitter trend of the week is, it's basically where I tell you a ridiculous trend that is trending on Twitter, and we try to try to make a tweet out of it. Uh, so when I'm, I'm looking at Wigan, and the first thing that pops into my head is this sounds like this would be like the new Macklemore single, you know. Macklemore is the guy that does that thrift shop song. <laughs> and I feel like he would do, Wigan would be the next single because he would be all in his thrift store clothes and then he would hit the wig saloon and just buy some crazy wigs. So uh, let's see, how would I make this my trend? Okay, basically this is how I would tweet it. Macklemore, loving your music, but can you please start rapping about some new shit? Wigan. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? This is... Fuck it. I'm here by myself. It makes sense. No one's going to refute me, rebuttal. If you don't like it, I want you guys to tweet me. Use the hashtag live at 605 and the other hashtag Wigan. Let me know how you would use this in a tweet. Okay? This is not as easy as you think when you're recording live into a podcast. So I might sound like a dummy for this, but, you know, you tweet me and let me know what you would use it as, and I will read them on the next next podcast so that is how you play the twitter trend of the week twitter trend of the week i hope you guys are enjoying the list so far and i hope maybe i've helped you discover some new music maybe you've heard all these songs maybe you don't like the songs maybe you do like the songs maybe i've like rekindled your love for a band or something through this list but i want you guys also like send me an email send me your top 25 list or even if you don't want to do that, just send me your top five list. Or if you want, just tweet me what your number one most played song on iTunes is. So, like, I'm interested. Like, I like discovering music as much as I like telling people about new music. I could really use some new music. So tweet me, Facebook me, email me. Let me know what you're listening to and tell me about your top 25 list. So number 10 on my list is Kings of Leon with their song, their massive, massive hit song, Sex is on Fire. This comes in for me with 57 plays. Everybody knows Kings of Leon. I think they're one of those bands where you either love them or you hate them. They're kind of like the Black Keys are right now. Black Keys kind of have that Kings of Leon momentum where they're just the biggest rock band going right now. You know, they're grungy looking, they're dirty, they have big guitars, they're amazing vocals. Now, I got to give credit where credit's due, and I did not discover Kings of Leon. I mean, I would have eventually discovered them when this album or the song Sex is on Fire came out because this was everywhere. I actually learned about Kings of Leon a few years before they went mainstream and huge from my friend Sean, who you've all heard on previous podcasts. Sean from Sean and Dan fame of living together and us going back as really good friends for a long, long time. He actually introduced me to them uh, with their album Because of the Times. This album kind of blew me away, actually. Like, I, I think it probably is my favorite Kings of Leon album by them. Uh, Kings of Leon, I think they had two or three albums before the really, really big one. But because of the times, uh, I think we were having a party one day at, at Sean and Dan's place. There's a bunch of us over, and uh, Sean was DJing, so we put on the Kings of Leon album because of the times. I'm, I was like, what is this? It just kind of blew me away. Like, the songs that you guys should check out from that album, there's uh, On Call charmers and knocked up you can see how they got sex on fire from this album it's just they really started to find their groove i think with becoming a rock band believe me when i tell you this is the only concert i've ever been to when there wasn't a single damn scalp ticket to be bought all the scalpers there were trying to buy tickets i mean i've been to a lot of cool concerts and i've been 
I saw Green Day at a small uh, at the Phoenix in Toronto, which is a smaller club for them. You could buy scalp tickets. I saw MGMT at the Mod Club, which is really tiny. You get scalp tickets. I tried to see Kings of Leon at this fairly decent sized venue. Not a ticket to be found. And everyone was there either had tickets or there was like hundreds of people trying to get tickets. I was just blown away. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, a few years, few years later, I ended up seeing them at the Molson Amphitheater when they were huge, and I was at the way back on the lawns, and I was just really underwhelmed with the performance. They were good. There was nothing wrong with them. It's just they didn't really blow me away, and I think maybe I was just bitter because I didn't get to see them at the small club before they got huge. But anyways, this is Sex on Fire. You've heard it. I've heard it. Great song. Let's listen to it again. Okay, number nine isn't much of a surprise because she is the biggest artist right now, I think, over the last couple years. Number nine is Adele with Chasing Pavement from her 19 album. And this song comes in with 60 plays for me. Adele is clearly, she's really talented and an amazing vocalist, amazing musician. Is she a musician? I don't, I don't know if she plays anything. I guess she just sings. I would say she's amazing, an amazing vocalist. I like her. I wouldn't say that I love her. Uh, and I liked her 21 album a lot. Like It had all those big songs, but it just kind of got overplayed, as it should, because it sold millions and millions of albums. I remember hearing the song Chasing Pavement before she got really big, and I thought it was a great song, and I thought it was a cool video, and I put it onto the John and Val playlist, and Val loves Adele. She sings and can play her songs, and there's nothing really more I can say about this song other than it's probably my favorite Adele song. And I like it better than her new stuff. So, Chasing Pavement, Adele, number Number eight is a band I'm going to take a lot of credit for. Uh, there's always these like cool indie bands that go from having five albums and nobody knowing them to becoming a huge fucking mainstream crossover hit. And so number eight on my list of top 25 songs on my iTunes playlist is Phoenix with the song 1901. And it's from their Wolf Game Amadeus Phoenix album. Everyone knows this song. It was a massive hit. It was all over the radio, it was in every commercial and all these movie trailers. But I am going to take credit for this. I was the first one to hear this song, 1901. How do you know this, John? How do you know you're the first one to hear the Phoenix song? Did you produce it? Are you in the band? Are you a brother of the lead singer? No, but what I am was I had been a fan of them from a few years earlier because before this massive album came out, I think they had three or four albums. And I really like, like, catchy dance music kind of 
not electronica, but just like dancey pop music. And he's again the lead singer of Phoenix. Again, I put him up there with like Adam Levine and the lead singer Chester French, where he has such a cool, unique voice. That's just there's nobody that sounds like him. Uh, people try to, but there's not even close to his level. And I first heard them on an episode of Entourage, and I loved the song. I went back and I downloaded all their albums. They were amazing. So it's just one of those things where I just constantly searched out Phoenix, and I happened to find an article that said they had a new album coming out, and here's the first single, which is 1901. I remember hearing it, and it blowing me away when the album came out. The whole album blew me away. I just remember, like, for everyone's everyone's birthday or for Christmas, that's the only album I would buy people because I'm like, you have to listen to this band. I know I bought it for Sean, and I think Sean and Dan loved it so much that I think even Dan went back and bought some of their older albums. They have a new album coming out in April, which I'm really excited for. I think it's called Bankruptcy. Uh, It's one of my, like, most anticipated albums of the year. So let's go back, listen to 1901. This is Phoenix. You love it. I love it. I never get tired of it. And this is number eight on my list. Okay, so number seven on my list is going to be probably a song that I'm surprised made it this far up onto my list uh so number seven with 66 plays is gucci main gucci main is it i know it's not gucci man it's gucci main because he spells it m-a-n-e nonetheless gucci man with the song lemonade i don't know if you guys have heard the song but it's got one of my favorite all-time hip-hop beats it's just such a ridiculous piano driven song and all he does in the whole song is just rap about yellow things like lemonades and yellow cars and yellow feathered jackets. But the thing is, it's just, it's not a good song. Like It's not like the lyrics are groundbreaking or anything. It's just, every time I hear the piano intro, it's just, I have to listen to the whole song because it's just so crazy and ridiculous. And I don't know, I, I, I don't want to make fun of the song. I actually, I love the song to death. It's just one of those funny ones where I laugh at it, but I also nod my head to it like a crazy hipster white guy would so let me know what you think i think you guys will like this song I, even if you don't like it i think you'll just find yourself tapping your toes to it this is lemonade gucci main got 66 plays on my playlist and <laughs> tell me what you think All right, we're getting close to the top five, but before we make it to my top five most listened to songs on iTunes, we're coming in with number six. Uh, This is the second entry by the band, and it is The Darkness with my favorite song by the band, Black Shuck, Permission to Land album. Oh my god, this this song is just going to make you want to fight somebody, jump up and dance, run down the street, work out, want to become a better man, just like, this is the ultimate pump-up song. Black Shuck, if you haven't heard the song, it is about a demonic dog from hell who comes back and, like, terrorizes the world. It's one of those things where you might not be able to understand all the lyrics when you hear it. Do yourself a favor, uh... Download the song or listen to it on YouTube and print out the lyric sheet 
Because as good as the song is with the guitars and the singing, the lyrics are by far the best part of this song <laughs> because it's so crazy. It's just you have to you have to read the lyrics to know what I'm saying. So let me tell you a quick story about this album by The Darkness, Permission to Land. Back when I was in high school and in college, I used to work part time at Zellers. So I like whenever I'd be done school for the year in Toronto for college, I moved back to Ottawa for the summer and work at Zellers. Going into my third year of college, I knew the plan was to get a job and stay full-time in Toronto in the career that I want, which is, you know, television. So I knew that I was going into my last summer of working at Zellers. So I really liked working there at the time. It was good. Uh, I was like a cart boy, which was fun because I got to go outside and just dick around and go across the street and get one cart and just take forever not to worry about customers and stuff. But my last day there, it was really sweet. I got a going away gift, which was a $10 gift card to Zellers. Now, there's not much you can buy with a $10 gift card anywhere. But so I was checking out the uh, the CD section, and I knew The Darkness with their one song, I believe in a thing called Love. Everybody knows it. It's their big, like, claim the fame song. It's one of my least favorite songs by them. I still love it. And so I was like, you know what? I don't really know much about this band, but I know I love this one song. And the album was, oddly enough, only $9. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, might as well use my $10 gift card, give the CD a chance. Buy the CD, put it in the car, drive home, and I was just blown away by every single song on the album. I, it just, they instantly became one of my favorite bands, and it's just, I've loved them ever since then. And this is one of the songs that just, like, blew me away driving home. I think I had to pull over and just lie down in the backseat because of how amazing it was. So crank up the volume, put your headphones on, this is the motherfucking darkness with Black Shuck. Give it a fucking listen. Sorry for the swearing. This is what the darkness does. Okay, now before we get into the top five of my top 25 playlists of songs on iTunes, let's take a break, build up the suspense again. Let's play a round of everybody's favorite game, and this is Was It Worth the Hassle? Okay, so usually when I do Was It Worth the Hassle, I have someone else here, and I tell them a story about something kind of weird that happened to me in life, and I ask them what they would do in my place, and you have to ask yourself, is it worth the hassle to make like a big stink about it, or do you just leave it alone? This one, I am going to tell a story, and you guys tweet me or email me what you would do. I'll still tell you what I did at the end, but I think it's kind of a unique story about me <laughs> growing up as a young whippersnapper. So back when I was just a young kid in grade 8 living in beautiful Canada, Ontario, I was going to school at W. Erskine Johnson. And back when I was in grade eight, going to school at W. Erskine Johnson's, Erskine Johnson's, it was only one. It wasn't wasn't brothers, <laughs> W. Erskine Johnson or Wedge, as the cool kids would call it. I was really into drama. In grade eight, 
there was the grade eight play, which you got to try out for, and you did like the big school production. And I think we went to like maybe some local festival to perform somewhere or whatever. And so I was really into it. I remember doing auditions and I auditioned for a role. I don't think I auditioned for the main role, but I auditioned for one of the main ones. And I ended up getting the part of Billy in the school production of Hurricane Smith and the something something. I can't remember the rest what the rest of the name of the play was. If anyone I went to school with remembers remembers what it was called, please let me know. But basically it was called Hurricane Smith and I got the role of Billy. So I was like the fourth lead of the show. I wasn't Hurricane Smith. I wasn't like his love interest, but I was like the fourth, the number four in the billing. But the ridiculous thing about it was the teacher who put it on, she was super awesome and really fun, but she was kind of a little out there and I remember she wouldn't call me John once I got the role of Billy from then on during the rest of the production she just called me Billy I remember bumping into her at a gas station years later like probably when I was in college and I was back in Ottawa and she was just like oh my god it's Billy I can't believe you're here Billy 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 I'm just like I'm just gonna let you go with this because you're a little bit off your rocker and the weird thing about this play was there was a bunch of us we had one guy dressed up as a gorilla and I it, this is a really I gotta I gotta look back and see what this thing was about because it was really weird, but the idea was it was also musical. The biggest bruise to my ego was like I was singing and there was a bunch of like groups singing, but I was so excited because during like the climax of the play, there was a part where I had I believe a solo, and by the solo I mean I had seven lines that I got to sing on my own, and I just remember being like, oh I'm so excited I get my own solo this and that. And the very first time we uh, rehearsed it, where I was in full-blown singing mode, you know, I'm singing with other people, backup singers, but I finally get to my solo. I sing it, you know, I'm standing up, I'm yelling through to the mountains. And when I say my last word out of the seven words I sing, I just remember my teacher saying, stop, stop, stop. And she's just like, you know, that was really good, John, but I think it'd be a lot better if you just pretended to sleep during the scene and we gave your lines to someone else. And I was heartbroken. I was crushed. This was like my big chance. This is like, I, I thought at the time I was a good singer. I mean, I was, what, 13 years old at the time, so my voice probably hadn't cracked yet. So I just had like a nice Justin Hawkins falsetto voice. And my teacher just blew it away. She's just like, you should sleep during the scene. So my question to you guys, the listeners, was it worth the hassle? to try to get myself to keep my solo in there and fight it and sing the seven words which lasted all of four seconds would you have fought for your right fight for the right to party and sing or would you just take it like a champ and sleep through the scene well, i'll tell you what i did because i was only 13 years 13 years old at the time i just said okay yep whatever you want and i slept every time we rehearsed during the scene, I laid on the floor, pretended to sleep while someone else sang my lines, and that's what I did. It still hurts me to today because I think that's the reason why I can't sing is I don't have the confidence in myself. So I want to thank you, my grade 8 drama teacher, who gave me the role of Billy, who keeps calling me Billy, who broke my dreams of being a rock star, and now I never will be, and all I have is this podcast, which... Now that I think of it, it's probably a lot better for people's ears because you'd rather me talk than sing. So that was another round of Was It Worth the Hassle? Was it worth the hassle?
we've made it to my top five playlist. And once again, number five comes in, and it's Raphael Sadiq with Just One Kiss. And it's from the same The Way I See It album. This one comes in with 69 plays, and I could go into a very in-depth conversation about why the song is in my top five, because there's a very real reason why it's there, and I know exactly why. There's something very close and dear to my heart, and I could share it with you guys, or I could make a oral sex joke about this song, which is what I'm going to do. This song has 69 plays, and it's called Just One Kiss, and that would be a great way to insinuate oral sex. Okay, so number four on the list has the most controversial name because I can't say it, but I'm going to just use the first letter of the word, and it ends in Paris, and it's by Kanye West and Jay-Z, and it's from their Watch the Throne album. This one comes in with 70 plays, and this one, this song's only been out for like a year and a half. I mean, a lot of the songs on the playlist have been on my iTunes for like a good four, five, six, seven years, so I'm pretty surprised that... This one jumped up to number four on the playlist, but I can tell you why. It's probably probably because, well, first of all, I love the song. It's my favorite song from their Watch the Throne album, which I think it's I think it's kind of an underrated album. I mean, if you compare it to all the Kanye West albums, it's probably not it's not up there with like his College Dropout or My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. But I like the fact that it's like the two biggest rap stars can hold their own against each other. But the main reason why I've listened to this song so much is this is the next song I'm going to do at Hip Hop Karaoke. And basically the way I get ready for a song to do at Hip Hop Karaoke is I have to listen to it over and over again until I can learn all the words because when I do Hip Hop Karaoke, I don't like going up with a piece of paper. I like knowing it off the top of my dome, as the uh, rap kids like to say. So, But this is one of those fucking songs where I know all of Kanye's part. I know... All of that, like it's pretty easy. It's more like a, of a sing-songy part. Uh, I really like the song because you can get the crowd into it. Because you can go, the, there's the whole Mary Kay and Ashley part, which is fucking hilarious. It's you, Jay Z. I cannot fucking figure out your first verse. It's not particularly hard or fast. I got about 85% of it in my head, and there's always just like one or two lines I cannot get down. So I mean, I'm constantly walking to work singing the song in my head, trying to figure out your part, and until I do, I cannot perform you at Hip Hop Karaoke. So let's listen to this song. You guys rap along with me, and hopefully you will see me performing this at a Hip Hop Karaoke near you soon. Yo, whip so cold, so cold, this whole thing. Act like you ever be around motherfuckers like this again. Bougie girl, grab her hand, fuck that bitch, she don't want to dance. She's my friends, but I'm in France. I'm just saying, Prince Williams ain't do it right if you ask me. Cause I was him, I would have married Kate Okay, number three, we're going to stay on the hip-hop side of things. And this has another hip-hop karaoke connection. So at number three, it's Go DJ by Lil Wayne off his Carter album. And this one comes in with 72 plays. Lil Wayne used to be one of my favorite rappers until he just got awful. <laughs> I don't know if it was a case of him putting up too much music or him just peaking too early or something, but 
I'll give them kudos for being like 30 years old and having, I don't know, 15 albums out already. I mean, this guy just constantly, constantly puts out music, whether it's good or bad. He just puts out a lot of, a lot of uh, content. But Go DJ, it's just, it's undeniably my favorite song. This is a song I did at the hip hop karaoke anniversary. I think it was their number four anniversary, maybe. But it was the one where Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Five was there. And I had the year before that, I had done A Millie by Lil Wayne, which is a really hard song to learn because it's all verse, no chorus. So it's just a lot of rapping. But I just love to go DJ song. Like Manny Fresh produced the beat. It's a really catchy beat. It's got some really funny lyrics or lines from Lil Wayne. And it's just, I don't know, it just connects to me on my rap side of things or whatever. So I just remember I listened to it a lot for A to learn the song for hip-hop karaoke, and B, just because I love the song. And I mean, again, it's one of those songs where when it comes on my iPod, like, randomly, and I can't skip it because I have a close personal connection to it, and it's just a fucking fun song to listen to. And the cool thing was, I remember after I got off the stage of performing this song, Charlie Tuna stopped me because he was next to the stage getting ready to go on. And this is one of my, I'd say he's one of my heroes. I think he's fantastic, and... He stops me, and I quote, Charlie Tuna says to Johnny D, Hey man, that was really good. When I saw you go on stage, I thought you were going to suck, but you actually weren't half bad. And I said, thank you so much. Can I have a picture? And he took a picture, and it was awesome. And Charlie Tuna thought I was a good rapper for the night, and I think that's just a big compliment for a white guy from Canada. So let's listen to Go DJ by Lil Wayne. In your residence with rugas to your dome, like where the fuck you holding the coat, holding your throat, choke. Ooh, we've cracked the top two out of my top 25 most listened to songs on iTunes. So coming in at number two is Fleet Foxes with White Winter Hymnal from their debut album, Fleet Foxes. And so if Little Wayne came in at number three with 72 plays, Fleet Foxes comes in at number two with 107 plays. So clearly... This song I have listened to over and over again. I discovered them on Pitchfork's website. Pitchfork, if you haven't been there, it's one of those websites where it's just like one of the quote-unquote cool websites where all like hipster people go to find new indie music, whatever. But I like their website for the end of the year when they do their top 50 albums of the year, top 100 tracks of the year. And that's how I discovered them was they were Pitchfork's, they had Pitchfork's number one song of the year with uh, Winter White Him and All, and they also had the album of the year with Fleet Foxes. This band is probably, if you haven't heard of them, they are the closest you can get to being the Beach Boys without being the Beach Boys. They look like, they all look like Brian Wilson when he went through his stage of like rolling out a beard and doing copious amounts of acid, but it's just, the harmonies on, on this band are just unreal, like they're fantastic musicians. Uh, Val and I saw them perform at um, Massey Hall a few years ago, and they were—they just blew us away. Like their musicianship, the lead singer did a whole song where he unplugged his guitar and took away the mic and sang to the whole theater 
without anything plugged in. And it's just he has such a powerful voice and the way the the guys sing, it's oh it's again it's I'm not doing it justice describing my feeling towards the song. I'll play the song in a second, but it kind of has a close part to me. Another reason why I love the song so much is I listened to the song a lot before Val and I got together. And it was one of those songs that just like it made me think about her and how much I liked her and it just kind of helped me get through a lot of the hard times where if you listen to the previous podcast, you know her and I had a couple hard situations where it didn't seem like things were ever going to work out and she would ever want to go out with me. And it got me through some tough times. Years later now, it's one of Val's favorite songs and we play it a lot together in our music room where we'll just jam it out and have fun. And I think it's just one of those songs that just means a lot to me and her and our relationship and it kind of just defines me right now so before i get too personal i started to hear let's listen to the song this is fleet foxes white winter Number one, this is Arcade Fire with Wake Up from their funeral album. And this comes in with 138 plays. Wow, this definitely comes to me as no surprise. There's no way when I hear the song I can ever skip it. I It's one of those songs I have to listen to it all the way through. And I I wouldn't say that I was hip to the Arcade Fire when they first came out. I was definitely somewhat new to them. Like I think I first heard them when they played... Uh, the MMVAs years and years ago. Like I knew about them when they came out, but I wasn't, I didn't know about them before they started getting music videos on Much Music and MTV or anything like that. One of the most amazing songs I think I've heard in the last 25 years. I would definitely put it in my top five. I would definitely put it in my top favorite songs ever. I, you know, top five definitely. I think I grew a big connection to it when it was in the Where the Wild Things Are trailer, like. Trailers have a lot of times of just having music stand out to you. And yeah, the Arcade Fire is just it's the one of my favorite bands. And I love The Suburbs would prob- probably be my favorite album by them. But something about the song Wake Up where it's just from the second it starts to the minute it ends. It's just there's so many twists and turns and beautiful lyrics and just the melodies and the harmonies in it. And the way that the whole band performs and it just sounds so organic and cool and neat. I'm trying to think of a way to describe just the way it feels to me, but I just love the song. It's just, I love the song. It's my favorite song on the list of the 25 favorite songs played. It means a lot to me. I can't listen to it and not have a smile on my face and I will hit repeat and listen to it again and again. And before I know it, an hour's gone by, and I've listened to the song 60 times, 
and it's just I never get tired of it. It never gets old, and I don't know why I'm still talking about it. If you guys haven't heard the song, oh my god, you're in for a treat. I'm going to be Natalie Portman for a second, and this song is going to change your life if you've never heard of it. This is Wake Up by the Arcade Fire. 138 plays, about to make it 139 plays. Enjoy, and that is my top 25 most played songs on iTunes. enjoyed the special edition of live at 605 the solo dolo edition where it was just all me i'm looking into my uh, garage band recorder and it looks like i've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes which is far more talking than i should ever do by myself so as always if you guys stick it out to the end i want to tell you about my band of the week and i'm always going to try and introduce you guys to new cool music that hopefully you haven't heard of band i am going to tell you about this week is cults C-U-L-T-S. It's not The Cults, it's Cults. And they are an indie pop band that formed in New York City in 2010. And it's just a simple band, one guy, one girl. I first heard them on Pitchfork, and they were like a really mysterious band where they just posted one song. They didn't say much about them. It just basically said, we are cults, this is our song, and nothing. You couldn't search for them on Google. You couldn't find them on Facebook or Twitter. There was just nothing about them, which really added to like the mystique of the band. Eventually, you know, they put out more songs and they put out their debut album, which was also called Cults. I would just describe them as a really cool, catchy, lo-fi, incredibly hipster band that makes guy-girl <laughs> music. It's just one girl, she sings most of the songs, and then one other guy. They have one album out, 10 songs, that's it. They're no more than like two to three minutes in length, like really quick, catchy songs. Check out their song, Abducted. Their song, Go Outside, which is the first song they ever put out, which I found on Pitchfork. They have another song called Walk at Night, and also You Know What I Mean. So those are really cool songs. I mean, just go to iTunes, type in Cults, give it a preview. You'll, you'll probably like it. But as always, there's always one song I have to promote as my song of the week from the band of the week, which is go to YouTube right now, check out the song. It's by Cults, and the song is called Bumper. It almost, almost made it onto my list of top 25 plays I've listened to this song 39 times through, so it didn't quite crack the top 25, but it's a really cool piano-driven song where it's just basically 
piano with the two uh, members singing back and forth to each other. In my opinion, the catchiest song on the album, you'll find yourself kind of shoulder dancing to it. You know how the indie kids dance around. And so either go to YouTube, check out the full song, or I'm going to end this week's podcast with the song playing, uh, playing it out. So that's my band of the week cults so once again thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast i really appreciate you guys subscribing on itunes and listening and playing and telling your friends if you want to get in touch with me you can follow me on twitter twitter.com slash please like me on facebook i just started the facebook group you can search for it it's live at 605 so search live at 605 or type in facebook.com slash live at 605 so like the page, leave me comments. That's where I'm going to post a lot of things that I talk about on the podcast. You can also email me if you um, comments about a show, questions, if you want to play around was it worth the hassle. Tell me what your hassle was, and I'll read it, and I'll tell you what I would have done. Or if you have a Twitter trend of the week that you want me to use or that I've used, you can email me. So that's live at 605 at gmail.com. So I'll read everything on uh, my episodes. Or you can check out my WordPress, which is live at 605.wordpress.com. Thanks again. I'm going to keep putting out these podcasts. They won't always just be me by myself. I'll do it with guests. I have a bunch of cool guests lined up for future podcasts. I hope you like it. And as always, this has been Live at 605. I'm John. Take it easy. I can't take-